I have said before that as a part of how I've chosen to train and and experiences, I prefer to speak up when really I can see that there's some solution or there are people that are ready for solutions. Because right now in this world, I mean, this is how I was thinking before, but even now, you know, like, do we want to spend time just, like, deep in conspiracies, deep in, like, scaring each other, you know, especially in places where, and situations where you feel you can't do anything about it? What's, what's the point of that? Where are we motivating, you know, with fear? And it's a really different place to be, because... Remember, I, I was trained as an environmental scientist, and my my focus was policy and risk management, right? So sometimes when I'm walking around, you know, I'm just like seeing all these things. Ah, people burning, pole leaning. What's that? What's that smell? What's that? You know, um, in a way, but you know, also just because I also consider like the social element of it. Like, there are all reasons for why these things are happening. Like, for instance, with spring, yes, you know, we have established what certain chemicals can do. Even the producers of chemicals and certain products and governments have information detailed out there about how to use certain chemicals, how not to use them, and there's precedence for what has happened. However, we still use them. If you're given something, most of the time, we're going to use it. If something is cheap, we're going to use it. If it is a matter of having food or not having food, we're going to use the spray. You know? Um, if it's a matter of having a job spraying, because that's what I've noticed, I think that people are paid as well. You know, I see people like clearing the drains and all that, but sometimes they will pass by area and it's just sheeted. You can tell that somebody sprayed down and it don't look like um, anything is going on on the land. So it's either landowners or there's another program where people actually spray alongside the road. But you understand, because like, bush out any road could cause accidents, number one. And then there's a whole, you know, issue with, what is being the bush, right? So, 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 in a way, speaking up to about things, think about what solutions are, and you know, we try. So, it's it's tough, you know, when you realize it's just sometimes there are things that we feel like we can't do anything about. And I was looking up this spray, you know, I asked questions that is used inside and I'm still I'm thinking about what what can we do you know because you understand now where the fear of certain insects comes from and then you know whoever get bite by by a certain insect I even gonna call its name the one that we most fear over here. You won't want anybody to go through that so you understand where the spraying comes from. You know, 
a also reason in a way this kind of shows where we are <laughs> was this separation of ourselves from ecosystems we human beings make all kinds of decisions we can have a insects trying to make sense of it trying to do what they do and then then we spray them and then we keep paying for spray and then we realize maybe the spray really working maybe certain creatures are evolving maybe there are other causes to why insects are doing what they're doing are vermin if you want to call them and it ain't just a matter of being clean or not like we have to get out of this mentality it's not it's not about that you know i wondered if everybody composted their garden waste and everything and it was like a healthy environment for millipedes and other creatures not the ones that carry diseases if that would keep them away from coming to households same thing you know mosquitoes saplies you know what is it that you know makes them kick up and rise up at certain times i remember when it was before i spoke up about the fogging when like what was it zika and chikungunya was kicking up i remember doing some research on the mosquitoes and just a very basic research you know like what peer-reviewed articles are oh in terms of evolution of mosquitoes and the mosquitoes were evolving back then to being able to to like they lay their eggs in places where there's not water and it even if there's not water and then as soon as the rain falls then you know you you can have an influx of mosquitoes but but that's not actually evolution that's how it functions but then there are there are other evolutions i remember of basically how how far they flew that was one of them how far they're flying how high they're flying um how many eggs they were laying and you know that's, that's what i keep saying we got so much to learn from nature because nature adapts and evolves and then we just think that you know chemicals i would say chemicals are like our way to in a way feel secure because that you know you've done something and i get that feeling i get i understand it because i'll say like i can't stop somebody from spraying because then they're gonna say that if a centipede bites somebody then they're gonna say well you said not to spray you know like I can't do that. We gotta make our own decisions, and I mean, we could experiment with the composting thing if that could distract them or pull them away. And that's even the other idea that, like, this idea of ecosystem balancing and restoration, like, it could come in like huge, big projects, but then it could also come in just like what we're doing around our spaces collectively like doing the same thing around our spaces 
with our air, water, soil. And most of all, tuning in. Because again, when you look online, you know, like the, even in Barbados, like there are these big, there's some restoration programs, they're like big scale ones, you know. And again, that's the way of kind of climate change adaptation that has been where bigger countries and polluters could buy into places and, and in a way, that's what would we call it? Reparations? In a way. Environmental reparations, mitigation, adaptation. There are these examples. There's an example of China, like this place where they restore their permaculture practices. And you have all these stories on the continent of Africa as well, massive planting of trees and all of that. And I would say that on an island, it, there's some place for that. There's more place for how we do it in small, collective ways. We ain't gonna know how to restore ecosystems if we're not paying attention. Sometimes chemicals make it more confusing. That's what I'll say. What's happening and what's going on. I just know that too. Again, there are ways that we were in history, our stories, naturally. Um, that were more restorative and in tune with ecosystems. So that's why history always has relevance. Even thinking about what our ecosystem actually is, you know, are there creatures that, you know, children in town don't see if you come to a country? A place you call country that you're gonna see processing, even seeing like a baby mongoose. It's, 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 it's interesting, it's an experience. <laughs> seeing how they move and how they react. Um, and especially in places too like Barbados, where like we don't have like how like Guyana or Amazon, they will have some poster cute animal like sloths <laughs> you, remember? you know sloths are in Florida you got the Florida panther you got everybody knows polar bear is a poster poster child um to some degree I guess sea turtles could be our poster child in Barbados but that's that sea, and we can get another conversation about how sometimes we're a little detached from our relationship with the sea. That's a whole conversation. But, you know, every day we are on land, you know, and the creatures that are part of our ecosystem, a lot of us just bypass, and most of us think are nuisances, like birds, you know, our pigeons, specifically, <laughs> doves. Birds. So, you know, coming out in your country, yeah, you can see some different creatures like the mongoose. But, you know, we're gonna maybe rather than having one poster child creature that we value, we value the ecosystem. And each of these creatures has a story and a role 
I don't want to see a relationship with us human beings because we put ourselves everywhere up in the mix. So another example is the green monkeys, you know. You know, they're constantly sizing me up. I know it. They went to see if I can throw something at them. I know it. <laughs> they're looking at me. Because um, probably it's, I mean, I've seen people do it. And again, you understand it. When it is a matter of feeding your family or having food to sell, like, you know, food is precious. So just to help people feel about people stealing produce, it feels similarly are probably worse about animal stealing, quote-unquote quote stealing, because <laughs> that's another issue when we talk about boundaries, but you can understand. Just understand each other, understand ecosystems. And that's how we can try and attempt to just be a part of the balancing. Remember that balancing may not be like a point that we get to, but just to be a part of Ecosystem balance in our restoration is almost like with all the insects and kind of you don't know what's happening with climate and water and all of that. That <laughs> it may not be a decision that we have to make. We are already a part of it, balancing our restoration. You know, the thing is that are we are we gonna flow with it? Are we gonna fight? Are we going to learn from it? Are we going to still find ways to feed ourselves through it? Are we going to acknowledge that certain ideas and practices that use like certain chemicals are not working? I don't even mean not working for insects. I mean, like they're not even working to help us grow more food, you know? because of what they're doing to the soils. Are we going to acknowledge that? I understand. We might not want to acknowledge it until we can see a clear solution. I know people who've been working on organic, um, I guess, rest, we could call them protective measures, not really pesticides, but protective measures for a while now. And I really hope that, you know, when they make... Because what I find is when I have my conversations too about people say, oh yeah, put neem on this, put soap on this, put Epsom salts on this. There's also like this casual, like, it's obvious, this is easy, you know, but to me, it ain't really that easy because everybody would be doing it. And then you still have to deal with where you're going to get the Epsom salts from. On scale, the water, and... Um, and then there's acknowledging you know, what plants really just kind of applying. You don't want to apply the same kind of overconsumption approach to using plants. Because then we're going to run out of plants too. <laughs> Are we going to overdo it and cause other imbalances? So it's also kind of a change of, of approach and not just simply finding natural alternatives, but it's like alternatives and different thinking, which requires us to tune in.